0: I'm Kelly, and I'm Mariah, and this is Peak Distraction,
1: a podcast about everything. wild is that? I was just thinking about that today as I was like, it's a podcasting night. And then I was really thinking about it. And I was like, man, we might have another night where we're both a little worried that it's, you know, a year in the life all over again.
0: Never, 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 never. Oh my gosh. That actually reminds me, put it on the agenda for the podcast. Uh I saw the craziest thing that cleared everything up for me on TikTok. Tell that. me everything. I want to know. Do you want to hear it now? I, yeah, actually, I do. Okay,
1: I don't know if I fine. can wait. Is,
0: okay, okay. I watched <laughs> a TikTok that uh, I wish I would have saved it and like sent it to you so we could like link it in yeah. the description. But oh well, you live and you learn. No better, do better. <laughs> so this TikTok was someone talking about a year in the life and she was like, I can't get over how many people don't understand that Rory obviously ends up with Jess. And I was excited about that because I am team Jess, right? Of course. And then she explained it and I was like, who gave me an English degree? <laughs> I- <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Love the- me to graduate? Uh, because... She explained that, you know, everything comes full full circle when Rory says that she's pregnant, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so she compared it, and Dean has no place in this, whatever. Dean sucks. He's just a distraction. Get out of here, Dean. Just a distraction, right? But she explained it so clearly in that Logan is Rory's Christopher and Jess is Rory's Luke. So, like... Her kid, it's Logan's kid, and Logan Mm -hmm. is someone that is always going to be a part of her life and that she always, like, goes back to, but, like, at the end of the day, it's Jess. And it might take them forever to end up together, but... Oh,
1: also, like,
0: even down to
1: the fact that Jess is kind of a, like, an entrepreneur, like, writes his own books, it's kind of the adjacent version of Luke owning the diner, Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm a little bit emotional
0: over here. Yeah. And someone who's like genuinely sees them and appreciates them for who they are. Like, yeah. I feel like Logan is better than Christopher is at that. Like Christopher mm-hmm. just kind of always sucks, but like they're both man children. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, they're both like, man children, but mostly just because they grew up really privileged and don't necessarily know any better. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we see that then Jess is like that Luke person that is always there for her and like really, truly at the end of the day knows her. I often think
1: back to how like tender it was when Jess looked at Rory when they were like getting ready for the wedding and they were all having that witty banter. And I was like, Oh, he loves her so much. (laughs) And as a Logan girly, I was like, I kind of hope he breaks off the engagement. But you know what? Mm, I think my heart is with you. I think that Jess has to be the
0: one. Jess has to be the one. Oh my gosh. I do I do appreciate Logan for sure like in the ending seasons. Mm-hmm. I I am not anti-Logan. I'm not. I just like Jess a lot. Better. That's and see that's how I feel about Jess. I'm not anti-Jess. Yeah. I just really like
1: Logan. I don't know what it is. I just like him.
0: Yeah. But Dean sucks. So.
1: Oh yeah, I'm really glad we agree on that. <laughs> I'd be really worried if not.
0: Every single Gilmore Girls fan agrees on that.
1: No, dude, there are people who are like, we're Team Dean through and through. And why? I I don't I genuinely don't know, but I f- do know that I feel worried because Dean is not a good person. Like, we can't even pretend that he's a good person. No. He yells at Rory as soon as he gets the opportunity to be, to be mad at her, and then he's cheating on his wife. Granted, Logan also cheats okay and dean was full-on married ring on the finger married
0: yeah yeah and logan doesn't like logan doesn't treat rory like crap as much as Uh lorelei thinks that he does or whatever that's like lorelei's own issue like Mm -hmm. he doesn't treat rory like crap and also i i also think the nature of their relationships are different like like Dean and Lindsay's relationship, very different from like the you know, more so partnership. Like they mm-hmm. were both traveling all the time. Didn't really seem like, like not that that's an excuse, you know, but like yeah. also just like different, they're different vibes.
1: I, from the Logan, what is her name? Odette, his fiance. Yeah, I think or Odessa, I think so. something like that. All I yeah. know is it started with an O sound. All I know is that, that whole storyline to me feels very much like Prince is being forced to marry princess of different kingdom in order to join political forces unless like Logan is actually in love with this person and has like promised his life to her because he loves her.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like Dean and Lindsay was like love story. She thought she was marrying her high school sweetheart. (sighs) That one feels like, power play. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, isn't that the craziest theory ever?
1: I really like it. I really like it. I also, I know that for a little while people were talking about there being a second year in the life, and I don't know how I feel about that. I think it might give me too much closure.
0: Yeah, I kind of like – I don't typically like – you know how I feel about choose-your-own-adventure uh, <laughs> stories. I don't particularly like when things are left open-ended. Yeah. But I guess in this case, I do because we all get to figure out who she ends up with. And mm-hmm. I I don't know. I like to think it's, it's this way. It makes sense because if it came full circle with her saying that she's pregnant, then I feel mm-hmm. like that also makes it come full circle as well
1: yeah agreed agreed also like it leaves so much more room for a cool fanfic and I'm just not opposed to that hey fanfics go far in this day and age they really do they I wonder because it's it's NaNoWriMo National Novel Writing Month and I really wonder how many people are writing fanfiction novels based on the Gilmore Girls series
0: are people doing that
1: I'm sure there are people who wholeheartedly are like, I will write a fifty thousand word fan fiction in the month of November. <laughs> I don't think I have enough creativity to do like I don't think that I have the ability to actually pull characters like from the story that they exist in and make them sound and act the same way. I just can't I can't do it in my own writing.
0: That's like a skill set in and of. It's own. Like that's Agreed. like a separate subgenre of writing ability.
1: I agree. I agree so wholeheartedly. Honestly, I can barely write my own characters. They come through in like chapter three <laughs> or four. Sometimes I'll be writing. I'm like, oh, you sound like you sound like that, I guess. Okay. <laughs> keep,
0: keep going, buddy. <laughs> when I was writing... I need to get back to writing. But when I was writing, I would always just like avoid dialogue. And I was like, hmm, I haven't heard from the character in a while. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) I haven't heard his voice yet. (laughs) Why? Because I can't find the voice. I can't find it. I don't know what it is. No, dude, that's so
1: real. I So I think I told you that I'm, I'm trying NaNoWriMo, right? I told you yes. that before. I was going to ask yeah. you for updates. Well, so. i already here. <laughs> I'm so glad we're already here. So technically, since November started, I've only written like 4,000 words. But the thing that I was going to work on for NaNoWriMo has like 13,000 words. Because I did some writing ahead of time with the thought of like, there's going to be at least a week where I don't write anything at all. So I have seven days built up of whatever so that it's all written in 30 days. So I'm being a little bit of a rebel, but still following the rules Um, and it's going fine. The thing that I've had to accept is that I just have to write crap like it is such bad writing kelly you would be embarrassed to read it the embarrassment wouldn't even be secondhand; it would be first-hand embarrassment that you would feel i go back and reread things and i'm like what does that even say because i'm just trying so hard to like get 1600 words out in a day and it just is kind of messy
0: so i'm way behind
1: please
0: Share some of that when you're ready after (laughs) to celebrate the end of NaNoWriMo. Can you please read some of your worst writing to us? Yes, (laughs) I Kelly, I need you to know that this is going to
1: encourage me to write more because I'm going to be like, I've got a goal, I've got a goal to have some (laughs) bad, bad writing.
0: (laughs) What's the worst writing I can come up with in 30 days?
1: (laughs) Honestly, that's ex- I'm very excited about this storyline. Like it came from my Amtrak trip. And so I'm like really excited about it. But there are times where I have had to go back to look for like plot things in earlier parts that I've of what I've been writing. And I'm like, what? Who wrote this? Like, <laughs> not who me. It, it wasn't <laughs> me. I'm a better writer than that, I thought. I'm not. I'm not a better writer than I just, it's bad. It's really bad. Any thought that I have goes on, goes into my Scrivener account and I just type it away like this. I write on my lunch breaks too. I bring my own computer to work and just like sit I there and eat that. and I put in my AirPods in my shared office. I'm just like, no one speaks <laughs> to me. What are you doing? Writing my novel. <laughs> I'm just writing 50,000 words this month.
0: <laughs> writing the next great American novel. <laughs> What are you doing with your lunch break? (laughs) Scrolling (laughs) on Instagram. That's what I thought.
1: (laughs) Boring.
0: (laughs) Not very creative. This, some of the best writing ever is happening right here in this lunch
1: period. The the best. The characters are vibrant and they float off the page. And not because I've written in brackets. Describe character here. (laughs) I sent I sent something to someone else from a different piece that I was working on previously. I sent it to a bunch of people actually to read as like, tell me what you think about just this this one section. And I didn't realize until after that I had forgotten that I had left describe character here, describe character here, and had said nothing else about them. <laughs> I was like,
0: cool, cool, cool. <laughs> cool. Hey, how did <laughs> you ever send me your crap
1: anymore? I- because i wasn't i didn't have anything new i sent you all of it i thought
0: didn't i wait i mean it's like last year oh have i not okay cuz so
1: you sent I me the will... story
0: that you were working on like last summer and then you like haven't i haven't heard you talk about it like <gasps> since you sent me like three chapters Oh, so I I... felt bad because you asked for feedback and then I gave you feedback and then you never sent me anything else. And that happened to a a lot of, that happened a lot in college too. I'd have friends ask me to write them feedback and I'd give them my honest feedback and they'd (laughs) never ask me for feedback again. Okay. So here's what happened.
1: I sent it to you and like three other people. So there were four of you in total who got these, these like first four chapters, I think. And I only got a little bit of feedback from you. I got feedback from two other people as well. And some of it was really helpful. You actually were the person who said, Hey Mariah, this is good. Also, why is it a short story? This is a whole story in the in the first chapter. What are you doing? And that like when you said that, it gave me the freedom to go, oh, so the first four chapters are built off of that. One first chapter, and I can't believe I didn't send you anything else. There was there was a point where I sent like a couple of other chapters to other people, and I didn't get any feedback. So I was like, maybe it's boring. Like maybe people don't want to read it, and so I just have stopped sending it out to people. And I know that that might not be true. Maybe they're just busy or whatever. But if you want, I will happily send you more. Your feedback was really helpful. Good. Good. (laughs) I just said so many words. Good. That's what's happening.
0: Send it? Okay, I'm curious. I know everybody... Uh, NaNoWriMo is fascinating to me. I have zero desire to do it because, like, I have... Like, I want to write. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I told you about the book idea that I have that Which is, I think is going to be killer. And I would, like, if yes. executed correctly, I would love to do it. You know? It's going to be... Sh- I cannot wait to read it. But... I, so I love the, like, I love the concept of NaNoWriMo of like focusing mm-hmm. and like whatever, but where does the 50,000 come from? And like, also everybody writes so differently. Mm-hmm. And like, it sounds like you are maybe similar to I am. Like, it's helpful for me to sometimes get bad ideas out on the page. Yeah. But like, I don't want to write 50,000 words just for the sake of writing 50,000 words.
1: Yeah. So, so I, It's because it's the length of a novella
0: okay
1: so a full length I've done so much googling about this a full length like romance novel because technically what I'm writing is romance it doesn't really fit into other categories I guess is like 70,000 to 90,000 words I think is kind of the like whatever and I think 75,000 words ends up being around 300 pages so like my goal is to get a really good start, and the other thing is the. So Kelly, here's why I'm surprised I haven't sent you more of my first piece that I was working on. I have like forty thousand words, like I'm almost all the way done with it. I just am. My problem is that I've skipped big sections and wrote chapters that I was really excited to write. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah, so now you have the ones that you don't want to write. That exactly. You can't
1: write. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just like filling in blank spaces. Um, and I also took a pause writing too, so maybe that's why you haven't gotten anything there. I didn't do any writing from like I don't know, probably August or like July through September or October. So, anyhow, yeah, fifty thousand words. I think it's because it's technically the length of a short novel. Okay. Yeah, are you so? There's terms in nanorimo, and I think they're so funny. So there's the planner, which obviously like someone who outlines their whole novel. They write character descriptions. They're really like writing out timelines, whatever. They're really focused on getting a plan. And then there's a pantser, so someone who's just like eh, whatever, and they start writing. And then there's the plantster, which is someone who plans and pantses both, just like a little bit of both. Where do you think you fall on that spectrum?
0: That's a good question. I have heard that before because I did actually listen to, there was a podcast that I was listening to when I was back when I was writing, which I mm-hmm. have not written like creatively for like mm, three years, probably yeah. since like I wrote, like I got that like one short story mm-hmm. published and then I wrote for a couple of months. Yeah. And then I just kind of dropped it. Yeah. And which that's okay, you know, seasons of life. I've been really Mm -hmm. busy, so that's fine. But I haven't written for a really long time, and I completely—what were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Planners,
0: pantsers, or (laughs) planters? Thank you. Okay. So I was listening to a podcast (laughs) during that time. Like I'd listen to it to and from work. And so they would always talk about pantsers or planners. Yeah. I think that a little bit of both, it depends Mm -hmm. on the mood. I think in terms of like big projects that I've wanted to do, I've been a planner. Like Mm -hmm. I've written out like kind of a whole outline and Need to do like the character profiles and things like that because mm-hmm. other like I can do bits and pieces as a pantser and mm-hmm. like I think a short story like panzer but like I need to have the I'm a I'm a big picture person so I need to like have that big picture first. Sure, I, yeah, and that a, makes sense. A me. novel is like mm-hmm. such a big thing Mm -hmm. that I feel like I need to do the prep work to have the big picture and then I can go in and maybe not necessarily have a plan for like each individual chapter and I can like Mm -hmm. be a pantser for chapters and things but like I need to have the the big vision first interesting yeah I see what you're
1: saying too about like needing a plan for a bigger work and then if you're doing something smaller just pantsing and be like yeah that'll happen yeah I'm I'm 100% a planter, planster, I don't know, whatever is right in the middle, because like, oh, so a lot of the creative writing I did leading up to actually starting being like, I'm going to bite the bullet and just start a novel like this is what I'm doing. A lot of the writing that I did leading up to that was just like, I felt like I had a little glimpse of like a moment between two or three characters. And I would just write it until I ran out of thoughts about it. And I would be like, well, there you go. There's a scene, I guess, or a short story or something. Um, and the, the two novel ideas that I've had, like, it feels like I have one big idea, like one moment comes to me, and then the rest just sort of like waterfalls out of it, if that makes any sense. And then I'll like write down the dumbest outline you've ever seen in your whole life. I'll I'll tell you personally, privately my outline at some point, because it's hilarious. But yeah, and then I kind of, like, I come up with, like, characters' names and families and friends, and that's, like, where I stop and just say, their job will come to me, their (laughs) hair color will come to me, and honestly, most of the time when I'm choosing hair color and eye color, it's because I'll be writing something and I'll be like, his deep brown eyes, oh, he has brown eyes, okay, cool, like... (laughs) just it's it is not there was one time where i was writing a character and i had talked about his steely gray eyes as one ought to when they're doing bad fast writing and then i realized that later i said he had brown eyes and i was like i gotta pick and it was a hard choice but and you'll have to read my novel someday to find out what i chose
0: i love that (laughs) like a a, a, pan, a pantser decision like color and then you <laughs> yes. don't even like make note of it
1: <laughs> not always I'm learning to I'm starting to make note of it or like <laughs> you're so right I didn't I didn't write it down and even if I had I feel like there has been such a growth from the first piece that I started to this piece that like I now am aware that I need to make sure I keep all of my big ideas in one place. And I like take notes on character things that I've written down in one place. So that when I'm going, does he have brown eyes or green eyes? I can just go look at the character description. Oh, it's dramatic. I'm never going to get, I'm never going to get an agent. They're going to listen to this podcast and be like, I don't know if I can deal with you.
0: They're going to have to coach you on how to talk about your writing process on book tour. And I'm going like,
1: to <laughs> be like, no, 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 it's fine. I did it on the
0: podcast and people were cool with it. People are going to ask you questions about your book and you're going to be like, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> That's a really great question.
1: Hey, Savannah, do you know? No, you haven't even, my
0: agent hasn't even, hasn't even read it, you guys. I don't know. <laughs> That's a great question. And I'd just like to get some crowd participation here. <laughs> so pop quiz. Does anyone remember what color <laughs> his eyes are?
1: I was an English teacher. This is gonna turn into a quiz now. You in the back, you look like you might have read it.
0: <laughs> I've got candy for anyone who answers correctly.
1: <laughs> the accuracy, the absolute accuracy. Ridiculous. Oh my gosh.
0: It makes you wonder, though, I, like, I have a bigger appreciation for, like, the supermarket paperback authors. I mean, John Grisham and Stephen King, they pump out novels. Yes. And Stephen King's on writing book, Mm -hmm. I think he talks about it. Maybe I just found it out on research, but I'm pretty sure, like, He can write a full book or maybe it's John Grisham, one of them, or both of them. He can write a full book in like 30 days. And that's how he's done. Like, oh, just sits down, writes it out 30 days. And like, that's what what he's always done. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? You know what? You know what? That is crazy, especially with the length of their novels.
1: Both of them write like three to five hundred plus book or plus word page. (laughs) Gosh, I'm going to try that again three to 500 page novels or longer. Right. Like I don't think I've ever seen a short Stephen King novel.
0: Yeah. I think Stephen King maybe less so on that, but it's like a wild turnaround. Maybe, maybe it was three months, not 30 days, but still but like, still. it's like crazy turnaround. Like he'll have it written and like edited and like done in like, you know, just that amount of time. Which, like, you know, at this point in their careers, whatever, they have that writing fluency Mm -hmm. that's literally, like, their full-time job, and they've written novels where it probably feels like the process of writing a short story or something, like, significantly less painful than those those of us who have never written anything longer than, like, four pages. Well, (laughs) (laughs) but that's so crazy to me, like, yeah. How do you pump out that many words?
1: And how do you have, like, I can understand pumping out that many words because honestly, on days when I have my idea of where I'm going or like a scene that I'm going to be writing, I can write 3,000 words in a couple of hours. Like, yeah, yeah, like four four hours, 3,000 words. If I've got an idea and I'm focused, I could do it. But like, how do you have that many ideas? How does your brain just automatically go, here's a terrifying thing. Have you ever thought about what would happen if mist came over a city and people didn't know how long it was going to last? Like, that's a terrifying story because it's, the mist freaks me out. Anyhow, it's the only Stephen King movie I've ever been able to watch. I haven't even read the book. Can't do it. Couldn't be me. I
0: haven't read any Stephen King books besides on writing. (laughs) I just... I can't do it. I think I tried to read The Shining one time and I got 10 pages in. And I was like, no, nah, not for me. Not for me. I don't, <laughs> not vibing with this. I did watch <laughs> Misery and that was just such a wild concept of a movie. I yeah. loved that one. Yeah. How scary had- is you it? Know? Not particular. I mean, it's like creepy, but it's not particularly like scary
1: is it like stranger things creepy or is it like it creepy
0: like a dude i think he's a writer there's a snowstorm and i don't know if her name is misery or something or the book series he writes is Mm -hmm. called misery or something but anyways he has this like crazy fan who like runs him off the road and then it's a snowstorm and they like It like snows over his car. They can't find him, whatever. And so she basically kidnaps him and then she like takes him prisoner and like forces him to write the next book or like write the ending the way she wants it or something like that. And so it's about like him trying to like get out of that situation and stuff like that.
1: Wow. You know, Kelly, for you and I who are very famous podcasters, that's a really scary concept for us.
0: What would Seems you little... do if someone ran off the road and asked you to <laughs> record the podcast this way? <laughs> I wanted you to make this joke.
1: <laughs> I, I would probably just do. I, you know what the worst thing is though, like they can't get away with it because they'd ha- we'd have to call you. The podcast isn't the podcast without both of
0: us gonna be it's gonna be a friggin' dollhouse situation (laughs) we're gonna take us down into the dollhouse and make us record podcasts
1: pretty little liar style (laughs) a style (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) i cannot imagine a world in which there's someone who's so obsessed with our podcast that they're like into the dollhouse now podcast now
0: (laughs) what no one ever sees it coming but yeah (laughs) We, Kelly, we can't am, I hearing help that? It. am I
1: hearing that you and I can't travel together anywhere? Is that what I'm learning?
0: It's definitely a safety precaution. We're definitely going to have to start flying. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? I don't know. Private, I guess. I don't know. I was going to say business class, but we're going to have to get a private plane <laughs> anytime we travel for our business excursions.
1: And we'll also have to travel separately for yeah. our safety because who knows? The pilots could be anybody.
0: Yeah, so we're going to each have our own private plane. (laughs) It's
1: very Taylor Swift of us.
0: It is, it is. And then we're going to have to send like, have like decoys. Mm, Yeah, obviously. It's the only safe way to move about the country anymore. So if you look remotely like either of us, let us know. Plus. (laughs) We'd love for you to be our stunt (laughs) double, if you will. (laughs) You will Never have to sign a waiver that says that you are okay potentially getting kidnapped by a fan. So, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, a super mega fan. We
1: can't just leave it a fan because that might offend the person who's doing the kidnapping, you know? Yeah. But we
0: pay really well. So, yeah, <laughs> super well. <laughs> super so well. We're so good at it paying people for things. <laughs> And then turns out we do all of this and then our stunt doubles are the ones that kidnap us for not paying them well. (laughs) They're like, you lied. You guys lied.
1: Man, see, this could be a novel idea.
0: Why don't you write this for your remaining 20,000 words?
1: (sighs) Mostly because that has nothing to do with either of the storylines I'm writing. But I think someday I would have fun writing a thriller. Like, I think that it would be really fun.
0: What's a third storyline? Come on. Just. Okay. Well, here's.
1: I was actually thinking about this as we were starting to record tonight, because I was on Instagram right before I got the link for this. And I keep. So, okay. This is going to make sense in a second. I keep getting, like, tattoo Instagram reels. They just keep coming up. Like we talked about. The bite mark. The dog teeth lines. Whatever. But tonight, <laughs> it was somebody getting a straight line tattoo from like their tailbone up to, I think it was the top of their head, because like, they had the dumbest little line sick, shaved. Actually, yeah, it was, but they had the dumbest little line shaved up like the back of their, the nape of their neck, like up to, I think, the top <laughs> of their head. <laughs> it was really funny looking. <laughs> Anyhow, but like just even thinking about that, like, that could be a storyline for something. You know what I mean? Like, if I was going to be writing a dystopian YA fantasy, like, maybe the people with the straight line tattoos are something. You know what I mean? Like, I just...
0: Sounds like a premise for a science fiction book. For right? sure. Right? For sure.
1: And it just feels like, if you want to be a writer, you have to always be thinking, like, how
0: could I fit that into a story? You, you do. Know? That's what Stephen King says in On Writing. He says that you have to ask what if questions all the time. And that's how he's come up with every single concept of his. That makes so much sense. That's how both of my stories have come about
1: is I've gone, what if this person could like go back in time and talk to that person? Or like, what if someone fell in love on the train? And then all of a sudden, just a waterfall. <laughs> Just like that. That noise happened both times. You
0: need to read On Writing by Stephen King. He I literally puts, have a copy like, of it. His advice is so simple, but like the most life changing. Like the one encouragement, like to just think what if questions all day long mm-hmm. is like the most life changing thing ever. Yeah, I love that. And also, yeah. I'm going to start doing that now. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Also, I literally can see his book. It's been, I started reading it. And then I took it out of my bag, and it has been on my floor underneath my armchair for a month.
0: Where and it, I can where see exactly it. where it should be. I am.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly where I should keep all of my books. Who needs a <laughs> bookshelf on the other side of me when I've got the floor underneath my armchair? Well, exactly.
0: Exactly. These are the things that only make sense <laughs> <laughs> to a certain few of us. <laughs> what if?
1: Bear with me. (laughs) I wrote a story about someone who only kept their books underneath chairs. I don't know if I want to read that what if question. I think that, you know what? I think that that could be a short story. And I think that it could be very symbolic of something like someone hiding their knowledge. Also, don't steal that idea. It's a
0: really good one. And I'm going to write it.
1: (laughs) Just kidding.
0: All right. Our entertainer for tonight. (laughs) Um, you're going to add that over the, over the, over the thriller line science fiction.
1: Yeah. The thriller line science fiction is going to take too much research. And that's what I've learned. I don't like to have to do googly type research to write what I'm writing. (laughs) If I can call someone and ask them,
0: (laughs) I'm going to do that. I love. Can I just phone a friend? Your writing process is literally so incredible to me. I avoid doing any and all research for my books. So I do have a note that says on there, quite similar to our podcast, that most things may be very inaccurate.
1: It's underneath the line that's like, all of these characters are fictional and not based on any true person, blah. And then it's like, also, the research
0: is shitty. <laughs> when World War II happened in 1960. Good thing World War II doesn't ever come up in my books. Can you imagine <laughs> writing a historical fiction novel? I can Kind of sounds like Anatomy a Love Story. <laughs>
1: You just went there. (laughs) Um, That's exactly what would happen to me if I tried to write a historical fiction, Kelly. You and I both know it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's so ridiculous. Okay, so this is adjacent to writing. It's about reading. I've been watching a lot of people's YouTube videos about NaNoWriMo. Like I've been just watching random people talk about it and do writing sprints, whatever. But so I've been getting a lot more reading content too. And there's this woman who goes around with her tiny microphone and she's like, what's your favorite book to strangers? And then she holds the microphone out for them as one does. I don't know why I'm explaining this part and they answer. And so like, and then she reads the books and that's like her YouTube, this series that she's doing. And someone who she asked that question to was like, my favorite that I've recently read is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. And then and then she said, but one of my all time favorites is Little Women. And I had a moment of like, those are my favorite books out on Anne of Green Gables. And they're my favorite. And then I remembered that you don't really love all of those books, right? I mean, you liked Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Yeah. But it wasn't like, wow, this correct. is a five-star read. Yes, correct. I wonder I wonder if there's a connection between Little Women and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow that makes me like them and you not like them.
0: They're literary. Is it that simple? Did I just overthink the hell out of that? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I've never read Little Women, but I would assume that the connection might just be that they're very literary. Yeah, if you is don't there like a connection Green between Eagles? like the characters or something like that? I don't
1: no, know. No, they're like not similar in any way. You know what, Kelly? I'm sorry that I talked for so long about that because it it it's really just that they're both literary. <laughs> can we <laughs> Can I record a little disclaimer that you can edit and it's like just skip 20 or 30 seconds ahead, Mariah babbles about nothing.
0: <laughs> and up ahead is 20 <laughs> seconds of pointless conversation. Mariah asks a what-if question. Kelly solves it in five seconds. <laughs>
1: Mariah is dumbfounded and will not be writing a novel about it.
0: <laughs> Good thing I answered that for you before you went and like did a whole... <sighs> thesis on the connection between tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and (laughs) (laughs) i forgot one of them and i uh, yeah just two tomorrows for me i can't handle the third tomorrow (laughs) it's too much can you imagine though i saved you what if you did a phd studying the connection between those two novels (sighs) <sighs> Kelly, okay, you're so what, right. How do people come up with their focuses for PhDs and theses? When people theses, sometimes theses. I hear people's like theses, I'm like, how the hell did you come up with this <laughs> question? And also, why why are you spending fifty thousand dollars to answer this question? I, <laughs> I can give you my opinion for, for not science, fifty Kelly. for free. <laughs>
1: Do people call you doctor? Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) People who are very confused? Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes when I'm in the hospital and I'm wearing a white jacket, they get confused and they call me doctor.
0: (laughs) Sometimes I have my name as Dr. Mash on a Google Meet. And so sometimes people call me Dr. Mash. (laughs) And then you
1: just then the only thing you can say are all the facts that you've taken in about whether there's more human pee in all of history or the ocean and phytoplankton. Those are your I,
0: it would make those are your areas too.
1: <laughs> those are your areas of expertise. And I'm not here to argue with Thank you. You
0: academia. I did a whole <laughs> PhD on urine <laughs> with zero Good. purpose. I, outside. What? <laughs> The more, you know, <laughs> that's all that I have to say. The more, you know, and you have to call me doctor now, so I, <laughs> Dr. Mash. It's a good thing. I never became a doctor because I feel like Dr. Mash does not have a good ring to it. <laughs> I,
1: you know what? I, there was an orthodontist near my hometown growing up whose name was Dr. Hack. And my mom had a radiologist named Dr. Fry. And she was like getting incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just wild. Doctor. Can you imagine Dr. Fry?
0: Anyhow, Mm -hmm. there was there was a doctor at my clinic growing up whose name was Dr. Feely. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: no. What? I hate that. (laughs) I hate that so much. Isn't that fantastic? It's, <laughs> did you ever go to Dr. Feely?
0: I think my brothers did. Oh. <laughs> he, he was a male doctor. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know what to do with this information. I just, like, me personally, I choose to only see female doctors. Oh, um, yes, yeah, same. Same. Yeah. I scheduled a doctor's appointment,
1: and... The person did not offer, like, they didn't ask if I cared. And I was like, hey, um, can I please have a, a girl <laughs> doctor? And they were like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Here's the dates. And I was like, thank you.
0: Thanks. <laughs> thank you.
1: You I- <laughs> can barely talk to men about anything. And then a doctor? No. No, thank you. <laughs> Kelly, it's only been in recent history that I've been comfortable talking to men about things. I don't know what it is.
0: That's not true. In general, have you just like, (laughs) no? you're a 27-year-old woman, Mariah. You're comfortable talking to men for the first time? I lied so
1: hard. I pulled a U. I lived with you for a year. pulled something out of my ass and it wasn't true. I take it all back. I have a bunch of very good male friends. I think what I mean is like when it comes to really, I think that going to the doctor is a really personal thing. It is. It is. Right? So I like when it's personal and about my physical self, I just can't word stop. And I just, you know, that's what I meant.
0: I always get anxiety. the the I swear to God, the <laughs> dumbest things are the things that take up the most space in my mind. Clearly, Don't I've made a no podcast out of <laughs> the dumbest things that entertain my mind. But also, this goes for anxiety as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the, one of the biggest stressors in my life is when I have my yearly physical and they give you the gown. It stresses me out, one. Uh, I'm, I had my physical a couple weeks ago and I was like, thank Mm -hmm. God for dance because I always had to do quick changes and it'd be like, literally you have 45 seconds between Uh these and you have to be in a whole new costume and a whole new pair of tights. And so like, we had it down. Like I could change an outfit in 45 seconds. That's wild. I can change in the back of a car. No problem. Done it a billion times. Thanks to dance. (laughs) And so I always like do the quick change method Mm -hmm. and so I'm always very fast but what stresses me out about it is they never tell you like do I need to take off my bra do I need to take off my underwear I don't know I don't want to just be like naked under here and I didn't (laughs) need to be and then you think I'm like a weird naked person like (laughs) okay you didn't need to be naked but you're naked you know But then it's happened to me before where that wasn't clearly communicated. And and I was like, I don't want to be the weird naked person. So I left my underwear on. And then my doctor was like, why don't you have, why do you, like, you were supposed to take these off. And then I felt like a big idiot. So I was like, do I want to be naked girl or idiot girl? (laughs) Which one's better?
1: I think naked girl is better at the doctor's office.
0: Proactively naked? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Kelly, that's what I'm gonna, I'm not calling you doctor. I'm calling you proactively naked, Mash.
0: <laughs> that has a much better ring to it, You're honestly. Right. You're, <laughs> so right. You're so right. And there's uh, so much less
1: research that's needed for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. Exactly. No, I can just I like that a be lot. proactively naked. That's all that needs to
1: happen. <laughs> you know what? This is making me think of the first time I had like a full body massage. I was probably like 19, right? It was between our years of mission work. And the person who was doing it, I was like, how much clothing should I leave on? And she was like, take off as much as you're comfortable with. And Kelly, I kid you not. I think I took off everything on the top half of me and left on my black skinny jeans. I literally was like, I don't know. man." (laughs) I got so nervous and just left them on.
0: Like, she comes in and i'm laying down that is significantly weirder than being fully naked it
1: is. next time next time i have a massage i will just be fully naked it'll be so much girl easier just
0: intentionally took her top off and that's it i got nervous no, that's how I feel at the doctor. I fully understand. Yeah. I get nervous. I'm like, ah, I panic. Was I supposed to leave my shoes on? I don't know.
1: Dude, all of that is the, and like, what's normal? And do you even care? I don't know. Oh the other gosh. thing
0: is in social at social engagements I, the thing that makes me the most nervous and will literally take up all thought and I won't be able to have a conversation is yeah. if I to, if I don't know where the bathroom is I'm too afraid to ask
1: oh dude that's real that's so because then it's like I'm a person who has to pee sometimes
0: yeah now you know I go to the bathroom
1: <laughs> now you know that I poop sometimes and I don't like
0: that <laughs> Hey, where's 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 your restroom? And then you're it's, if you don't know where the bathroom is, you don't know them well enough to like ask either, and yes. or like you're not like in the conversation enough to just comfortably be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, hey, real quick, where's the bathroom? You know, like, and then yes. I'm not participating in the conversation. I'm just like looking for a gap, and then I'm like, <laughs> it's clear that I've been trying to ask a question and haven't been able to for way too long, and now. I must go outside and pee in a bush. <laughs> there are no other choices. And it once again. Significantly less weird than asking where the bathroom is.
1: Proactively naked Kelly out in the bushes. Just pee <laughs> I
0: I always, probably, I am way more comfortable peeing out in nature than I am peeing in other people's bathrooms. Are you serious? Can't relate. Couldn't be me.
1: I mean, I camp and backpack a lot more than you do. I know, you're outdoorsy. I'm outsidey. I like a hike. I like to be outdoors sometimes. I like a bonfire. Hiking to a place where I'm going to camp in a tent. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like to do that. I'll pass on that. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> thank y'all. Gosh. I feel like in those situations with the bathrooms, I find whoever I'm the least uncomfortable with or the person who's the most like a mom. Because moms are never weird about bathrooms, in my experience. Yes, yeah. And so I find whoever, like if it's at a party with people who are older than me, I find whoever is going, gives the most mom vibes. And I'm like, hey, do you know where the bathroom is? And they always do. They always know. So That's a that's- good
0: point. I do tip. the same thing on airplanes. I always try to find someone that gives off grandma vibes. Yeah. Yes. not vibes. I go for grandma vibes on airplanes. Mm-hmm. That honestly,
1: valid. And you might even get a butterscotch candy out of the deal. So
0: potentially,
1: you never know. Which is like not a bad thing to get. <laughs> <laughs> you could get worse things like a Airplane. bag of plankton. <laughs> <laughs> Airplane bathrooms also stress me out. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Ugh. Yep, I just I just thought back to the last time I used a, an airplane bathroom. Hate them.
0: They, and yeah. I kid you not, they always hit turbulence right when I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> You've got to be free. Again? Really?
1: <laughs> so turbulence in an airplane bathroom is bad. But I just... Going to the bathroom on a train is a wild ride, Kelly. Because trains, like, they just are constantly curving and they do <laughs> this so much i would go down to the bathrooms to change and i would have to like brace myself <laughs> and try not to swear loudly like it was and then one time we came to a stop while i was in a bathroom and i heard the door open to the train and i thought it was someone knocking and i was like no <laughs> hello it's <laughs> he like I'm Sorry, here. Just- that's like Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Yeah. Using the toilet while traveling is just the worst. That's all. Thanks for coming Absolutely. to my TED talk. That's
0: again. just, that's it. That's it. That's all there's to say about it. Um, so back to you and finally being comfortable talking to men. <laughs> <laughs> about,
1: about, you know what? It's really about specific things. It is about relation, like romantic relationships and my physical person. Those are the two things that even now, sometimes I still cringe a little bit at, but I've grown a lot in, and I'm much more comfortable with.
0: Okay. That's it, that's all. Yeah, that's okay. that's
1: really the thesis statement. Are you okay. not
0: uncomfortable talking to men about those things? Are you like, whatever, well, no big. I mean, how often do romantic relationships and my physical person come up in conversation? Like, can you give me specifics of like, what you mean by that? Like,
1: okay, I guess it's not quite the same, because you um, you're like in a relationship. Yeah. Okay. So here's what I mean. I think because you're in a relationship, you don't necessarily run into this issue. But for me, like I am actively dating or looking to date. And so it literally was not until I was in college that I started being comfortable telling other men that I was like, romantically interested in, in, in people, like in men, I just would be like, Bleh, can't, can't do it. And then one of my friends, her boyfriend was like, dude, it, like you can tell me about it. Like you don't have to, but you can. And I was like, okay. So just this past weekend I was at a wedding and those two friends were at the wedding and they were telling me about someone from like their friend group who they all lived together during college. And I was like, I always thought he was cute. And the way that those two looked at me was like, they were so shocked that I said anything about a boy that I might have a crush on that they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, why? Now you're making it weird. (laughs) So that's the first one. And then, of course, in the doctor's office, you have to talk about your physical person. So that's the worst. And I won't see a male doctor if I can avoid it, I Kelly. One time I had to have my ears looked at, and I had to go to urgent care, and it was a male doctor, and I almost cried. Like he was just going to, he was just flushing out my ears, and I almost cried. I was like, "Don't look at me. I'm so embarrassed that I exist right now." Why I don't know.
0: Just <laughs> please ignore the earwax. It's, it's normal. I swear
1: it wasn't normal. It was. I had an ear infection. It was
0: bad. Oh.
1: Oh, it's traumatic. I know.
0: Oh. I'm just kind of a baby
1: sometimes. Are you not afraid of talking to? Is this a is this a weird me thing? What that I am so nervous about these two areas of my life.
0: <laughs> no, I feel like everybody has their things, you know. Yeah, I, ha- I have always just been like kind of an open book, you know. Yeah. So and like even with brothers too. Like I think that that might be a piece of it. That could definitely be a piece of it. I and like I grew up like I would have I've had crushes on like most of my brother's friends probably yeah you know and they all and like they all like my brothers obviously knew it Mm -hmm. the friends knew it you know like it wasn't (laughs) like I feel like I always was like a little boy crazy Mm, and same was like really obnoxious about it and because I had brothers too I think that made definitely made a difference So. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, boys, that's that on that. Yes. Hey, that's hard though. Like that's like a vulnerable thing. But like You're right. but talking to like other like guy friends about it is definitely different. Like, I mean, yeah. as long as you like you got to like trust him or whatever, you know, but I feel yeah. like that's like Yeah.
1: It feels really, it feels really personal for some reason. Like it is. I mean, it is personal. It is personal. I feel like I'm in therapy right now. I don't know. It just
0: seems like I take it too seriously. What do you think? I don't know. I am a doctor, so I should give you, in my professional opinion, I mean, it is personal, so if it makes you uncomfortable, don't do it. But also, if you're just saying that someone's cute, that's not the biggest thing in the world to admit that someone's cute. (laughs) you are so right. You're so right.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Proactively, Ke- Proactively Naked Kelly. I almost it's- called you
0: Proactively Kelly Naked.
1: <laughs> Proactively Kelly Naked. <laughs> it's
0: my brand of naked.
1: <laughs> I don't think you can be other any other kind of
0: naked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Everybody <laughs> is their own personal brand of naked. <laughs>
1: I really like that and I want to use it somehow. I don't know when, but I feel like that's going to be something that I
0: say to people and I'm worried about it a little bit. And potentially men now because you're comfortable talking about this. (laughs) I'm so comfortable
1: talking about
0: bodies. (laughs) Hey, what's up? Do you ever just like think about bodies? (laughs)
1: Hey, how's it going? Do you ever think about the fact that you're your own personal brand of naked? They hang up. And I'm like, I. it was a normal question. That's a normal question. What was
0: your experience with puberty? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Next time I'm afraid to ask about where the bathroom is, I'm just going to ask what everybody's experience with puberty was
1: (laughs) instead. I think that's way better. I think it's much less embarrassing.
0: I think so, too. I think so, too, honestly.
1: No, you know what you do? You ask that question, let it explode, because that's what's going to happen. People are either going to be like, or they're going to immediately be like, that's ridiculous and start talking about it. Then you quietly go up to the mom or grandma figure and you're like, where's the bathroom? Can you tell me, please?
0: Everybody's talking about puberty as a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> you explain it and to now her I can go and find <laughs>
1: where the bathroom is <laughs> hi my name is Kelly I'm a doctor and also proactively naked where's the bathroom I did this conversation on purpose down the hall and to the left thanks
0: oh <laughs> uh, we're eventually gonna come out with a peak distraction how to act at parties
1: buck, correct <laughs> yeah you know what Kelly I think that that I think that podcasters sometimes write books together. I think that should be our first like coffee table book.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's it's like the uh, like Barney Stinson's like mm-hmm. rule book or whatever. That's going to be ours. Yes, except and with we're going to a whole problems. chapter on how to deal with anxiety and social situations, <laughs> specifically surrounding the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, one is to just pee outside. <laughs> Two is to get everybody talking about their puberty experiences.
1: <laughs> hey, what was your first period like? Can you tell me about that?
0: <laughs> Most embarrassing period story? Anyone? 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 <laughs> I've got one. <laughs> I, oh, gosh, I'll start Kelly. I'll off to get you going. <laughs> I do actually have an embarrassing same period my- story. Same- what is it? We have time left.
1: Wait, are you gonna tell yours too? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, so I was at in middle school and I was at my first like co ed slumber party, and it was like co ed because the family had a guy and a girl both in that the middle school. And it was like my whole middle school at this place. At this family's <laughs> house.
0: This sounds Kelly, like a if question. question. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. If I was writing like middle school level books, this would absolutely come up because it was horrifying. I literally got up, like I was sitting on the couch, everyone's playing video games and I was reading a book because that's exactly who I am as an individual. And I got up from the couch and I had just left blood on the couch. And I was like, At this point, I have one blanket. Do I cover my butt literally or do I just cover the blood? Like, what do I do? And so I went down to the kitchen and had to tell the mom and she was like, that's okay. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. And I was like, so anyhow, that's my most memorable, embarrassing period story. I am sure that there are a plethora of others. But that's my most embarrassing that I can remember off the top of my head. That's a good one. That well, is. All the boys in my whole middle school were there. Yeah, Maybe that's...
0: that's awful. That's where the shame. That's, comes where it from. Started. <laughs> <laughs> that's where my fear of
1: talking about my physical person came from. You're right. That's. This is I think truly we just <laughs> a therapy session.
0: We found came the full root circle.
1: <laughs> it all came full circle. Okay, what's yours?
0: Um, pretty similar, but it was high school. Well, not similar in that the whole middle school was not there, but I was on swim team and, mm-hmm. uh, I, TMI, but we're already talking about periods and being proactively naked. So why not? I had like insanely heavy periods yeah. when I was in like ninth grade. hmm It was so bad. Like, I would go through, like, a super plus tampon in, like, 30 minutes. Like, horrible. So bad. Yeah. That's scary. And so I had a lot of, like, anxiety around it. There were times in high school where I, like, I remember junior year, there were a couple times where I left. I just left school because I, like was like out of tampons and like bled through. And I had to like have to yeah. call my mom and be like, Hey, I'm leaving. Can you call me in? Because I have to go. So crazy. But yeah. anyways, uh, that was not embarrassing. Cause like no one ever saw that, you know, I mm-hmm. just like walked out, whatever, but freshman year I was on swim team and, you know, by junior year, had a little bit more of a grasp on that. Mm-hmm. Freshman year, not so much. And I, <laughs> It was my event. I dove off the block, did my whole event. I get back up and they're like, they're like splashing on the, on the dive block. And one of my teammates was like, Kelly, like you got your period. And I had like, had bled all over <gasps> the, uh, the like diving block. Yeah. Yeah. It was super did embarrassing. You,
1: did you bleed in the water too then? Like, what did they do about that?
0: I mean, yeah, that's that. That's what chlorine's for. Pools are girls. Dude, that's wild. Yeah, that's, that is wild. How do you how do you cope with that today? Is that why you don't swim? No, well, I hmm, I mean, partially because of how much time. Not that particular story. <laughs> yeah, I spent too much time in a pool all of high school. Yeah, and I hate it. Hate it. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't think that's a root cause of any anything for me. That's amazing.
1: Look at you being so resilient.
0: So resilient. I was very embarrassed for a long time and then I was like, yeah. if you have a problem with me having a period, then you have a problem with women. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that so
1: much. If you have a problem with your with people having periods, I think maybe you don't love your mom. That's what I'm really saying.
0: <laughs> you know what? You were almost a period.
1: You <laughs> Have we come to the Stars Hollow Gazette, Kelly, or do we have other embarrassing stories we need to bring out into the open this evening? Nope, I think that's it.
0: That's it. Okay. I'm fresh out of embarrassing stories. Then what are you going to say on the Stars Hollow Gazette? Oh, I'm starting. That was you asking me to start. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get into Stars Hollow Gazette, I did want to share... Oh. Skyler called in to our podcast. <gasps> yeah. Shout out to Skyler. And so I just wanted to read what she said. She said, Hey, ladies, it's Skyler. Just finished listening to your podcast and it was so good. Thank you. Thanks, Skyler. <laughs> Had a huge urge to fill in some of the details about surfing on Lake Superior. The surfing season actually starts at the end of May, and people were, will surf it until probably mid-January. I saw a handful of folks every morning on my way to work at the Liminology Building near Brighton, Mariah mm-hmm. I will know where I'm talking about. So, Kelly, your surfing window has opened drastically to visit her. And then she actually said yeah. it, sent a second message and said, Google just said it goes until April. Holy buckets. Oh. Dude, that's wild. Yeah.
1: Skylar, thank you for doing the research that Kelly and I couldn't do. Thank you for calling in. And, All of the above. Um,
0: Let's go surfing yeah. together.
1: Yeah. I will happily watch you surf. That's actually the place that she talked about is exactly where I saw surfers that one day. There you go. There you go. Wild. Also, so that's I what where She works at the Luminology building. Is that what it's called? Luminology?
0: Luminology? Lim- the building down by Brighton Beach. I didn't know she worked there. Well, You learned something new. Every I don't day. know if she worked in that building. Oh. She worked for the county in Superior. Well,
1: then, never mind.
0: I take it all back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry for being a dingling.
0: She doesn't work here anymore, so I'm not disclosing her workplace oh, yeah. with the whole world. <laughs> so. <laughs> No, we've actually decided on the podcast that, like,
1: if we tell a secret, it's just out in the open now. We're not editing out anything.
0: Nope. <laughs> All your private... No. I'm not going <laughs> to. The joke would go too far. The joke would go too far. Too far. Too far. <laughs> I cut myself off. All right. <laughs> Stars, Hollow, Gazette. The Iron Flame came out. and Which is the second book of the fourth yes. wing series. Yes. Okay. So I have not had a chance. I've only read the first chapter. I have zero plans tomorrow night, and tomorrow night is a Friday. So I am going to spend the entire night binge reading, and I'm very much looking forward to it. They also released that at Amazon. The first book came out in May, Mm -hmm. and last December, the series was already optioned For a TV show and picked up by Amazon. So a TV show is in the works, like very early stages, but already in the works. So that was also good news because trust I'm going to binge watch that TV show. (sighs) That's so exciting. For the entirety of my life. Yeah. And outside of that, truthfully, I don't know if anything exciting has happened or if anything has been going on. I went to a last minute concert. That was fun. Which one? With my friend Tessa, we saw Judah the Lion" and "Need to Breathe." Oh, fun! Yeah, it was like a very last-minute idea. She like texted me on Thursday and was like, "Do you want to go?" And I was like, "Sure." And then we went on Saturday. And I'll it was be there. Fun. Yeah, it was I love fun. that. And I knew like more songs than I expected. Yeah. To, so that's always a good surprise as well. <sighs> it's the best. Um, I did a pedal pub. The last weekend of October, and it was cold but fun. That sounds so fun. And then I went out for Halloween, and that was cold and less fun because everybody <laughs> was out for Halloween. So, what did you dress up as? Nothing. I wanted to. I wanted to, but our friend group doesn't really dress up. Oh. So, well, that's a bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. But I wanted me and Jacob. were gonna go as uh, chefs from the bear. So that all night we were going to be like, yes, chef corner, you know, (laughs) and, but we weren't going to do costumes. So we didn't do that. And then Joe and Sarah, my brother and Mm sister-in-law ended up doing that instead. And they always pull out all the stops with their costumes. So I was like, very glad that they did it because Jacob and I would have half it. And they sent like a picture and I was like, you guys nailed it. You nailed it. So, so. good. Yeah. Aw.
1: It sounds like you've had a great past couple of weeks.
0: Thanks. It has. I'm busy right now. So yeah, yeah. it's nice to have some, some fun things. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Yeah. How about you? I was in a wedding last weekend and it was so fun. You were in like- it? I was the personal attendant. So I was like in it adjacent, Ooh, which was yeah. amazing. I like loved being the personal attendant. I've been a bridesmaid and that's fun. And I do love that. And also being the personal attendant is like right up my alley. I love being nosy as shit. And I love being the person who's like, oh, you need a a water shot so that people will think you're drinking tequila. I'll get you a lime slice too. How about that? And like, running around and finding it's it was such and it was such a fun wedding, Kelly. Like just from the start to the end, it was so, so fun. And I just am so happy for the couple. They oh they're so lovely. The one thing that came from that wedding that I don't know how to feel about is that I have listened to Mr. Brightside at least twice, if not three times today. Cause that song just for some reason was part of I think I heard it twice on the day of the wedding, once in on the party bus, once at the actual party. It was wild. Naturally.
0: naturally, Of course. Of course. They also,
1: the couple had an emo hour where it was like all of the emo music from our youth. And so it was like, it was so good. <laughs> and they only let it go for half an hour. So it really turned out to be a shorter version, but it was so fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a really good time. And this weekend I'm going down to visit one of my sisters and her kid and her husband. So I'm really excited to see them. And it's going to be really lovely. It's going to be really, really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just got lots of good stuff sort of book as the bookends of this this week. And then next weekend will be quiet, which is really good. Also, I had my heat turned on yesterday. Just now. Yep. Remember how last year I was like, I'm going to get it turned on so much earlier. This is ridiculous. I shouldn't have waited so long. I waited so long. I waited so long that I had really bad period cramps. And this is going to tie in. And I Googled it. Did you know that you're, if you're really cold, your cramps are worse? Because your blood vessels are like, they're super tightened. I Googled it and it's real. Okay. It's, it's real. I had to buy a space heater because I didn't have my heat turned on and I already had scheduled with my landlord to come turn my heat on. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was ridiculous. It's a cute little space heater though and it works really well. Space heaters do work really well. Yeah. So anyhow, those are all my life updates.
0: Love it. <laughs> Alright, well that's all for tonight, y'all. We'll see you next week. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Remember, only hot girls have ADHD, but not all hot girls have ADHD. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, y'all. Remember to check the description for this month's book club pick. Deuces. Bye. Bye. Love, Love you.